0: Thank you for tuning in to Valley Rise Church. We're so glad you decided to join us today. For more information on sermon series and service times, you can visit us online at valleyrisechurch.com. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoy today's message. Let's pray and we'll jump into it. Dear God, we're so thankful that we get to be a part of your family, God. We get to be a part of your body. That it's not us, God, doing church. It's us coming to meet with you. It's us coming to spend time with you. It's us coming to get closer to you and closer to people, God. Pray that today you would move us closer to that goal. Pray that you'd speak to us. I pray that you'd help calm the clutter in our lives, God, so that we can focus on the things that really matter. So we can focus on what you've called us to do, who you've called us to be, the people you've called us to have in our lives, God. Bless this time together, I pray. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. Hey, um, small groups are launching today. If you have never been in a small group Value Valley Rise, I encourage you to jump into one. You would love it. I'm telling you, it's so much fun. Me and Alex do a marriage one on Friday nights. That's a blast. I'm doing a men's Bible study one on Wednesday mornings, early in the morning. Men, for those of you that get up early, come there, just do guy stuff. We drink coffee and eat breakfast and talk about all the stuff that it takes to be a guy. So I'm excited. Hopefully you guys jump in. I know it's going to be a blast. Next Steps happening right after this. If you want to get plugged in, if you want to be on the Dream Team, the Dream Team are our people that make all this happen. They set this up. They're, everyone serving and worship is on the Dream Team. People in the back are on the Dream Team. It's what makes Valley Rise Church happen. This is how you get involved. So, hey, last week we talked about focus. We talked about a couple things that kill our focus. What God has, has, has put in front of us sometimes can become blurred and life can become hectic and we can begin to lose focus. Today we're going to talk about another way that the enemy tries to steal our focus and how we can stay and continue to be focused. Say with me today, feelings follow focus. Feelings follow focus. What does that mean? Have you ever heard someone say, I'm just in my feels? I'm just in my feels. You ever heard that? Kiki, do you love me? Are you riding? You know, I mean, for those of you who don't know, that's a, it's a song called In My Feels. And it's a whole thing that when you're just having a bad day or when you're emotional or when maybe you just want to be difficult, you say, I'm in my... Why are you so grumpy today? I'm just, I'm just in my feels. I'm just in my feels. Why do you seem angry? I'm just in my feels. Just leave me alone. I'm just in my feels. The problem with being in our fields is that the only person that enjoys when we're in our fields is us. Oftentimes, it doesn't help anyone around us, and it definitely doesn't keep us focused on what God has called us to do. Our theme verse for this series is Matthew six thirty-three: But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Feelings follow focus. Romans 8, this is the verse I want to focus on today. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. What is focus? What is focus? This, what he is saying here, he says, if you will focus on this, you will have life and peace. If you focus on this, it's death and nothing that God ever intended you to have. So what, what is the problem when you find areas of your life? Maybe you have, like I have, areas of flesh. Areas of flesh. What is your flesh? It is your this. It's the, it's the desires that don't come from your spirit that God gave you. It's the flesh that all of us have, and it looks different for all of us. Sometimes it's, hey, why are you so angry? Hey, why do you have this habit? Hey, why can you not stop doing this? What is it? It's us battling our flesh. And let me just say this, because I meet with people all the time. And they go, Christian, I just, I just don't even know if I can do this whole Christian thing. I want to, but it's just like I can't deal with me, my flesh. I just can't fix it. I can't figure it out. I can't find a way to stop doing these things. I can't. And I want you to know, today, if that's you, you're in good company. Paul says the same thing. Paul says, I do what I don't want to do. I do the things I hate to do, and I don't do the things that I want to do. Oh, wretched flesh, what am I to do? And then he goes on to talk about the grace of Jesus. So I want you to know, as we talk about our flesh and our feelings today, don't be condemned. Don't feel like, that's me and I'm never going to get out of it. If that's you, you're in good company, because every human, including the one who wrote the majority of the New Testament, felt the exact same way. What is focus? We're doing a whole series on focus. What is focus? I was writing out this series, and I'm pretty sure we all know what focus is. And that was my thought. I'm like, I know what focus is. Why would I look up the definition of focus? And then I thought, why wouldn't I look up the definition of focus? Focus is the center of interest or activity. Then it goes on to give all these other descriptors, the hub, the heart, the, the, all of these descriptors of what it is to truly focus, the center of interest or activity. The center of interest or activity. How many of you know in life it gets crazy and hectic and the center of our interests and activities can shift very easily? You know what the center of my interests and activities was yesterday? LSU football. I waited six months for this game. I have like, oh, it's on my calendar. I'm like, there has been, I can't tell y'all how hype all week I have been about this game, okay? I'm just like, It was the center of my focus and my interest. Isn't it funny how we can set the center of our focus and our interest? Maybe you've been in a place where I just can't get this out of my mind. I just can't stop thinking about this. Maybe it's anxiety. Maybe it's depression. Maybe it's stuff that you just don't want to focus on or deal with. Maybe you've been there like I've been there. But what I love so much about Romans 8 is that it tells us hey, we are all capable. Can you put Romans 8 up there for me, Rebecca? We are all capable of setting our minds. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. Isn't it funny he didn't say, Those who live according to the flesh, that's just how their mind is? That's not what Paul says. It's just, it, it, those who live according to the flesh, they were just born that way and they can't help it. That's how they think. That's not what he says. Those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. Those who live according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. Where I set my focus determines where I set my feelings. Where I set my focus determines where I set my feelings. How many of you know what you focus on is directly connected to what you feel? So if you don't like what you feel, maybe God wants you to change your focus. Maybe you've had a day like I've had. You ever just woke up on the wrong side of the bed? Like, no good reason why, everything going great, money in the bank account, people around you that love you, children healthy, and you just got out of bed, like, today's the day. Somebody's getting it. You ever wake up, like, like really, maybe it's just me. If it's just me, then don't judge me. But I'm just saying, some days, I just wake up on the wrong side of the bed, who knows what it is. You step out of bed, you step on a kid's Lego, you're like, everybody's getting spanked. If you step on a Lego, by the way, everyone should get spanked, okay? I'm just saying there is no worse thing than when you walk out in the morning and step straight on the edge of a Lego. Change the whole day for me, okay? You get out of bed, it, I'm just mad. And, and me and Alex, my wife, have been married almost 10 years, okay? There are many days that I wake up like that and she'll look at me and go, What, why, why are, you, why are, you, what are you doing? Why are you acting like this? Why are you angry? Do you have a bad dream? What happened? Like, why are you frustrated? And it's always a reminder to me that I have an option every single day to set my focus on things. I was counseling a lady a while back and she was just kind of being very emotional and very, she meant she couldn't get out of this rut. And I looked at her and I just said, Hey, can I tell you something? Maybe you know this. Maybe, 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 you, maybe you even know this more than me. But do you know you can determine your attitude? Like you can set your attitude. You can choose to be joyful. You can choose to, have, to, to be life giving. You can choose to have peace. Do you know you can choose those things? And she said, Yes. So, okay, well then, sometimes when you're in your feels, it takes you choosing to set your mind on the other things and not on what you're currently feeling. And then she said something so honest that most of the times when we're in this same position, if we were honest, we would say, she said, I know, I just don't want to. I want to stay in my feels. I want to stay in my feels. And I think oftentimes when we lose focus, if we're honest, sometimes we don't know how it happens, but sometimes we just want to be in our feels. Sometimes we just go, okay, just let me be. There's two kinds of people. There's talkers and there's processors. How many of you are talkers? You get in a fight, something happens, you want to talk it out, got to get it out, got to let's deal with it, let's, deal with it, let's fix it, let's take care of it. There's processors. Come on, processors, where you at? You go, leave me alone. Three hours later, they're like, you still mad? You're like, I'm not mad, but I also don't want to talk to you. So there's that. I'm over it, but don't come in the room or else I might not be over it all of a sudden. I like to process. That's me. Alex, we get in an argument. I apologize. She's like, okay, let's go on and have a great day. Oh, not me. If we get in an argument and and it's her fault and she apologizes, I'm gonna say, I forgive you. I just need some time. I forgive you, but don't don't try and hold, don't try and kiss me. Don't do that, okay? Like, I'm still mad. I wanna be in my fields. I just wanna embrace this season right now of being mad, and then in a little bit I'll decide to get out of it. Because sometimes being in our fields feels good where I set my focus determines where I set my feelings I love what the Bible says as a man thinks in his heart so is he what is he saying what you focus on in your heart is where you will go it's the direction you'll go it's the feelings you'll feel it's the thoughts you'll think so if that's true how important is it what we set our minds on what we set our attitudes on I know it's hard I know it's difficult to change when you feel like you've lost focus. I know it's difficult to shift your feelings. But we have an all an opportunity in those moments to stop and go, you know what? Man, I have so much to be thankful for. I had a day the other day, I was just mad. I just woke up mad, I don't know why. And I literally was preparing this message. And it's funny how when I'm writing a message, sometimes God like takes me through the journey of the message that I'm writing. And so I'm writing and I'm like, if you're mad, you just change your attitude. Where's my socks? And I'm literally like writing it, and I'm going, why am I this mad? (laughs) Why? Why can't I get out of what I'm feeling? Why can't I? And God said, listen, look around and see all the blessings that you have in your life. Because sometimes when we're in our feels, I'm going to give you two things today of how we lose focus. Sometimes we're in our feels, it's just that we can't see anything else but what's wrong. It's just we can't see or focus on anything else but what's wrong. But truly, if you step back and look around, all of a sudden, it begins to shift. All of a sudden, you look at your children and you go, man, I'm so thankful I have healthy kids. I could be sitting in a hospital somewhere with my children. Thank God for healthy children. Thank God for an amazing wife. Thank God that I have a house and I'm not on the side of the street somewhere. Thank God that I've got a vehicle to drive around and I'm not on a bike somewhere. Thank, Thank God for all that I have. And how many of you know when you begin to change your mindset and set your mind on what you have instead of what you don't have, your attitude begins to shift? I want to give you two ways today that we lose focus. We talked about two last week. I'm going to be giving you two every week. Two more ways that we lose our focus. Number one, our focus becomes our feels. Our focus becomes our feels. So somebody hurts you. They wound you. You're hurt. You're depressed. You're sad. And instead of going, hey, I'm going to process this along with everything else. So, yeah, this sucks. I hate that this happened. But, man, I'm so grateful for friends that can help me walk through it. I'm so thankful for people I can call when I feel this way. I'm so thankful that I know I have pastors that are praying for me. Hey, I, I do feel this, and it does suck, but I also have a lot of other stuff to factor into the equation. Instead of all I can see is this hurt and this wound. All I can see is what they did to me. I have a friend and, and he's been mad at someone for two years, okay? No relationship, broken the person off, won't talk to him. And the conversation we have is, dog, how you stay mad for two years? Like, you have to refocus on what you were mad about at that point. you got to, like, get unmad and then be like, why was I mad? No, that's why I'm mad. And then think only on that again, to stay mad at someone for two years. But oftentimes, we do that. Things happen. You get a flat tire, and you start going, God, why? God, Why? You ever have those moments with God? God, why do you hate me? Why? I'm on the way to an interview in a flat tire. This is you, God, and you hate me. I know it. And all we can focus on is the things that are going wrong in our life. How many know God calls us to take those things and bring them under submission to our, the Bible says, take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ, which means when you have those thoughts, you go, this is a real thought. But I'm going to bring it under captivity. I'm going to take it captive. I'm going to bring it under obedience to Jesus. And I'm going to go, okay, Jesus, how does this factor into everything else in my life? All the good things that you've done for me. All the ways you've blessed me. Sometimes when we feel like that, I'm reminded of, of my children and how they are. Kids can have the greatest day ever. You can take them to a football game and take them to get candy and bring them to the store and take them to an amusement park. And, and let one thing go wrong on the way home. you walking out of the park and they want a 10-foot stuffed animal and you say no. All of a sudden, how many of you know nothing else matters? Nothing else. Like, we had a great day, okay? We, you rode all the rides. We saw your favorite teams, your best friends, your, all I want is the stuffed animal. Well, I wish you would have told me that before I spent money on everything else, okay? We could have saved a lot of time and money if I would have known all you wanted was the stuffed animal. It's funny when it's children, but how many of you know we do the same thing? We do the same thing. God, if I just get this, this would change everything. If I just had this job, it would change everything. If I just had this relationship, it would change everything. If I just had this friendship, it would change everything. If I just had this opportunity, it would change everything. And when it doesn't happen, we can't focus on anything but that. And our whole view of God begins to become, God, why didn't you give me the one thing I wanted so bad? Why didn't you give me what my feelings wanted, God? And now I'm going to pout because I didn't get the one thing that I really, really wanted, God. Instead of stepping back and going, God, I don't know why I didn't get the 10-foot stuffed animal. But I do know that you are good. I do know that you've got a purpose for my life. I do know that you've given me so much to be thankful for. And God, if this one thing didn't go my way, I'm not going to set my focus on the one thing that didn't go my way. I'm going to set my focus on all the things you've done for me up until now, God. That's a great time to clap. Our focus becomes, our feels, and let me tell you this. How many of you know feelings aren't faithful? Feelings aren't faithful. I talk oftentimes to people who struggle with depression and struggle with thoughts of suicide and hurting themselves and all of these things. And here's the conversation I have with them. And maybe you're here today and you've wrestled with that. Here's the conversation I have with them. The way you're feeling right now is not how you're going to feel for the rest of your life. Can you think of a time when you didn't feel like this? And all of them go, yeah. Okay, tell me a great memory you have. Well, when I was a kid, my grandpa told me fishing. I caught this huge fish. Man, I like to think about them. Okay, remember how that made you feel? Yeah, that was great. Hey, there's going to be more times like that. You're going to take your grandkids fishing one day. There's going to be better moments than this. But when we're in our fields, all we can understand is how I feel right now is how I'll feel forever. And so instead of shifting our focus and shifting our feelings, our focus can get stuck on things that don't matter, aren't faithful, won't be there tomorrow, and aren't reliable. How many of you know God is faithful? God is reliable. He's going to be here yesterday, tomorrow, and forever. I would say it's probably best for us to set our focus on him in those moments than maybe what's going wrong in our life. Number two. Number two. Tunnel vision. Tunnel vision. On the wrong things. Tunnel vision. We get stuck and all we can see is this. I don't know. I don't know else. You ever have a bad day and people go, hey, but didn't you just get this job? I thought you loved this job. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. My boss is a jerk. Okay, but yeah, but you like really prayed for this job. And all of a sudden we narrow down a whole picture to a little thing like this. A little thing like this and we fixate our feelings on it. And how many of you know what you set your mind to is where you are going to go? My focus, my feelings follow my focus. My feelings follow my focus. You need to repeat that to yourself a hundred times when you have those days where you're in your fields. My feelings follow my focus, which means if I reset my focus, my feelings will follow. If I reset my focus, my feelings will follow. I remember being a kid, and my dad traveled a lot. Like, he was going like 265 days out of the year. And um, we would always be on the road, and I'll never forget being a kid and, and seeing beautiful women come by. And all these guys would look at my dad would go, Son, listen to me. I want to teach you an important lesson. Never settle for ground beef when you got a filet mignon at home. Okay? I still think he could have come up with a better analogy, but <laughs> never settle for ground beef. When you got a filet mignon at home, what was he doing? He was resetting his focus every time he encountered a situation like that. Resetting my focus. Resetting my focus. Resetting my focus. Fixating on what matters, the things that are important, the things that are lasting, and not allowing myself to get so tunnel-visioned into things that I lose focus of everything else. God's desire is that we would set our focus on things of the Spirit so what's the solution? What's the solution when our focus becomes our feels, when all we can see is what's going on, when all we can see is what we feel and maybe the things that have gone wrong in your day, your week, your month, or your life? Because this is kind of funny when it's a daily thing and you go, well, I'm mad today. It's not funny when we lose our focus in life and our focus becomes the hurts that have happened to us. Our focus becomes the pain that we've walked through. Our focus becomes who's done us wrong. Our focus becomes what we don't have. Our focus And how many of you know there's a lot of people that live their whole lives focusing on things that they haven't gotten, haven't done, haven't had an opportunity to do, and never step back and go, God, what about all this stuff I have had the opportunities to do? What about all the blessings you have given me? Oftentimes I talk with people about faith and atheists. I love conversations with atheists because they have really great questions. And oftentimes they really just want someone to sit down and have a good conversation with them that can answer their questions intelligently. And they'll ask me all, every single time this question. If God is good, why is there so much bad in the world? How many of you have ever asked that question? Well, if God is good, why is there so much bad in the world? Okay, and that's a long answer and a whole nother sermon. However, here's what I start with. Here's what I start with. If you're going to credit God with the bad, you also have to credit God with the good. You also have to go, God, thank you for penicillin. Man, can you imagine if we didn't have medicine? Can you imagine if we didn't have electricity? Can you imagine if God never gave the idea to Ben Franklin to to, uh, start electricity? Can you imagine if he never created the, the spores that would create penicillin? Can you imagine if we didn't have any sun? Can you imagine if all of the things that we're thankful for We've got to credit God with those things as well as weigh in the other things. But we can't just hold the bad and not weigh in the good. How many of you know in life it's the same principle? We've got to weigh the good equally with the bad. We can't allow the bad to become our focus and never the good. What's the solution? Philippians 4.8 gives us the solution. So keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real. Honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind. And this, I love this so much. And fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always. You know why it says we have to fasten our thoughts on God? Because it's not natural for us. It's not natural for us. It means it takes intention to fasten our thoughts back on God what is good, what is holy, what is honorable, what is admirable, what is beautiful, what is respect. We have to fasten our thoughts to that every single day because our flesh is real and we will wake up not in that mindset. It's why it's so important to get up and spend time with God in the morning. It's fastening your thoughts. What is it doing? It's not just reading. You're not just reading your Bible to say you read your Bible. You're fastening your thoughts back on God. God, today, I'm going to fix my mind on you. I'm going to fasten my thoughts on you. My focus is going to be you, God. And if other things happen, we'll walk through that together. But I'm not going to allow those things to become my focus when, God, you are my focus. You are my focus. Fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always. We must fasten our thoughts. Fasten your life. You ever gotten, I am like, I have an obsessive personality. So like if I get fixated on something, I can't stop until like it's done. Okay. So like I like to do wood projects in my garage. I'm not good at it, but I enjoy it. A guy once told me, if you work with your mind, play with your hands. If you work with your hands, play with your mind. It's how your body relaxes. So I work with my mind. Most of the time I'm counseling people, talking to people, reading, studying. Okay, it's a mind thing. So I enjoy working with, playing with my hand. I like building stuff. It's horrible. It's no good. You'll never see any of it. I do it just for me, okay? It's like a birdhouse that no birds would ever live in. Even the birds are like, this birdhouse sucks. We can't live in this house. Who constructed this house? I'm like, that's me. They're like, this is, take it out. We'll just, we'll sleep outside tonight. Don't worry about it. Nobody wants to use the wood stuff. That, but when I get fixated on it, it's all I can think. I can't stop. Alex will come in. It will be midnight. Are you coming to bed? No, i got to finish the birdhouse. She's like, you need another hobby. You've been working on this birdhouse for four days. No birds are sleeping in that house. It's horrible. Can you imagine if we got fixated on God's heart for us? Can you imagine if you allowed yourself to be fixated on how much God loves you? How he cares for you? What his thoughts about you are? You've heard me talk about the 40 IMs before. I encourage you all, you can go online, Google the 40 IMs. It'll pull up. And it's 40 things that the Bible says God thinks about you. And when I need to fixate my mind on how God feels about me, I pull that sheet out and I will read it as many times as I need to before I begin to believe that what God said he feels about me is actually how he feels about me. And I can tell you this, it doesn't matter what situation I am, when I begin to put the truth of the word of God into my situation, my situation changes. My focus shifts from what's bad to what God says about me. The 40 IMs, I encourage you all, it's a great thing. Print it out, put it on your fridge, put it in your car. It's a great way to remind yourself of God's heart for you. Let's fix our thoughts and our mind on what God's heart is for us. First solution, fix your mind on the things of God. Number two, number two, I love this. <laughs> my son, my son, my son, is, um, is a huge JoJo Siwa fan. Do you guys know who JoJo Siwa is? JoJo Siwa is like the Britney Spears of our generation, okay? She's like this 12-year-old little girl with like pigtails and high-top shoes on, and she sings these songs that I'm sure somebody else wrote for her, okay? And like, like, she's, but she's, she's like their Britney Spears. My son and my daughter, they come home and they're like, we want to listen to JoJo Siwa. Put on JoJo. I just want to dance, 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 dance. Like, oh my god, I lay in bed at night. I just want to dance, 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 Hold the drama. She has this song, and it's called Hold the Drama. Hold the drama. Because she don't want no drama. She just wants to dance, 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 dance. Hold the drama. I just want to dance, 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 dance. Hold the drama. She don't want any drama, hold the drama. And as I'm writing my message, this is how much we listen to JoJo Siwa, I can't get this out of my mind. I just wanna dance, 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 to Jesus, what is You trying to say to me? I don't know, I'm, to, I'm in my office trying to write and all I can hear is hold the drama, I just wanna dance, dance, Oftentimes when we lose focus, it's because we allow ourselves to not hold the drama. I've got a couple questions that I want you to ask yourself. To eliminate the drama. Because let me tell you this. Drama will cause your focus to shift. Drama will cause you to lose sight of the important things. I have... I have I'm, not, I'm not entirely proud of this. I'm kind of proud of this. Um, I have a fantasy football league with all of these other pastors from around the country. Amazing group of people. Some of the greatest pastors on earth. And we're in a Marco Polo group. Any Marco Polo fans? Marco Polo fans? Yes. It's the best. If you're not on Marco Polo yet, you should get on. It's awesome. <laughs> and we... It's called the League of Chaos because the league is chaos, okay? Someone's always trying to rob somebody else of a player. Someone's always tricking someone else. It's so much fun, but it's so much drama. And there's times I'll be on there, and I'll be well, I'll get on there like 200 missed videos. I'll be halfway through catching up on the videos. I'll be aggravated with somebody mad. And Alex will go, why are you, like, getting all You Do you know what shade means? It's a Cajun word. It means, like, like aggravated or, like, ticked off. Why are you getting so with him right, right now? Like, it's... It's like fantasy football. It's like not even real. Like your your players don't count them. Like they do count. You watch your mouth. They're people with feelings and emotions and hopefully a lot of points today. Why are you getting so caught up in the drama? And I realize sometimes I can allow the drama of my life that isn't even real to interact with my real life that's very real. Maybe it's your office drama. Maybe it's your friend drama. Maybe it's it's drama with with the stock market, drama with your boss, drama with stuff that at the end of the day should never affect you or rob your peace from you. I can get caught up in the drama. Let me ask you these questions, and I encourage all of you to answer these questions. You don't have to answer them right now. Answer them tonight. Think about these things because this will help you maintain your focus on the things that matter. Number one, what adds to me? What things in my life add to me currently? Could be people, could be a job, could be opportunities, could be things you enjoy doing, hobbies. What things add to you on a daily basis? What things take away from you? What things steal your peace? How many of you know we probably all have things in our life that take away from us, but we love them. We don't want to give them up. We're comfortable with them, but they don't add anything to us. They just take away from us. What takes away from you? What brings you peace? What is it that you do that can bring you peace and settle your mind? What is it? Maybe it's, maybe it's like me. You like working in the garage with wood. And maybe, maybe it's a friendship that you have and you enjoy talking to them and it brings you peace. Maybe it's spending time with God or maybe it's working out. or What things do you do that bring you peace? Number four, what robs my peace? What things in your life are robbing the peace of you in your home? Manuel, you can come up as a close. What things are robbing you of your peace? We all have these thieves in our life, peace thieves. They steal our peace. And let me tell you this. Listen to me, parents especially. There is nothing more important than the peace of your home. There, I don't care what it is. There is nothing more important than the peace of your home. If there are things in your home that are stealing your peace, it's time to sit down and evaluate, why is this stealing my, why am I allowing this to steal my peace? Why am I allowing this to steal my peace? One of the things my parents did so well growing up, even as a young kid, I remember people coming over and they'd say this, it's your, your house just feels differently. Bing. Your house just feels differently. Your house feels differently. And we go, what do you mean? they go, I don't know. Your house is just like so peaceful. Like when we come to your house, it's just like, God, it just seems peaceful here. You know why? That doesn't happen on accident. It happens because my parents protected the peace of our home. And when drama would come in, they'd go, no, 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 hold the drama. Because in this house, we're just going to dance, 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 They protected the peace of our home. One of the greatest compliments that people give me is when they come to my house and they go, there's something just like peaceful here. What is it? When I come to your house, it's just like, oh, just like, what is it? It's the peace of my home. But the peace of my home only comes when I'm focused on the things that matter. When I'm focused on the things that are going to add to me. They're going to bring peace to me. When I set my mind on things that matter. When I continually fix my mind on all that is authentic and real. Hey, listen, because I know this is like 90% of us. If you struggle with anxiety in here, if you struggle with with worry and, and just carrying this weight, I want to remind you, This verse first says, fix your mind on all that is authentic and real. It doesn't say fix your mind on things that might happen because you want to be prepared. Fix your mind on things that could happen if this happens. Because you don't want want anybody getting one up on you. Fix your mind. It says fix your mind on all that is authentic and real. So first we start there with, are the things that you're worrying about and fixating yourself on and focusing on, are they even authentic and real? Are they even things that you're going to walk through? Honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind. That is a choice. We all walk into situations every day. And let me tell you this, as a pastor, my job is to make this choice in every room I walk into. So sometimes I go to people's business and they go, man, business is down, Pastor. And I mean, things, you know, I just, and my job immediately is to flip the focus and go, hey, but you look like you got some great guys that are helping you and working for you. Oh, yeah, Pastor, I got the best team in the world. Hey, that's amazing. Then that means you guys can go through whatever you're going through. Man, that's right. I do have a good team. You're right. Okay, well, let's trust God for the other stuff and let's be thankful for the good stuff you have now. And all of a sudden, the focus shifts that's a choice I don't wake up like that every day I choose to focus on what is good what is authentic and what is real pastor I just walked through a hard relationship it hurts hey you know what though you're about to experience the healing power of God on your heart the comfort of the Holy Spirit the peace of God that comforts people in these situations you never get that until you walk through something where you need that you're about to encounter God on another level man pastor I'm excited about that I'm excited about God coming close to me. It is a choice to fix your mind. Philippians 3, 12. I love this. Paul, this is Paul. Now listen to me. Paul had like the worst life of anyone in here. Paul was imprisoned. He was beaten. He, most of the books he wrote were from prison. Shipwrecked. People tried to stone him. They said they stoned him until they thought he was dead. Then they left. How I many of you know that's like... I don't ever want them to write that about me. I'm going to be honest. We stoned him. We thought he was dead. Turns out he wasn't. And Then he just crawled off and then like came back to life somewhere else, I guess. We stoned him until we thought he was dead. Then we left him alone. Then he gets in a shipwreck. Then he gets bitten by a venomous snake. Then people are trying to kill him. He is on the run. This is not a guy who had an easy life. He wasn't going home and setting the AC on 72 and watching the Saints game. Okay. That was not Paul's life. And this is what He says, I admit that I haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness that I'm pursuing. None of us have. But I run with passion into his abundance so that I may reach the purpose that Jesus Christ has called me to fulfill and wants me to discover. I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. However, I do have one compelling focus. This is important. He goes, there is one thing that I focus on to get through all of this stuff. One thing that I focus on to to continue to encourage myself to grow. One thing that I focus on, and the one thing I focus is, I forget all of the past. I forget all of the past. All of the past. The people that have hurt you. The wrongs that have been done to you. The words spoken to you that you didn't deserve. The opportunities you think you were passed on. The wounds that maybe happened in relationships. The lies that the enemies convinced you of. All of the past I forget. And I fasten my heart to the future instead. I fasten my heart to the future instead. Paul goes, you want to know how I get through all of this? how I continue to pursue God, how I continue to run towards the calling He has for my life, how I continue to have a good attitude in the midst of horrible situations, how I continue to encourage myself when there's no one there to encourage me, I forget everything that happened in the past. And I run towards the future, fastening my mind on what God has called me to fasten my mind to. It is easy to lose focus. It's easy. It's why we're doing this series. Because so many times we can lose sight of what God has really done for us. I want to give you this one line. I, can't, I was going to close, and I remembered I have to give you this. When I follow my feelings, listen to this. This is so good. When I follow my feelings, I allow my feelings to dictate God and not God to dictate my feelings. When I follow my feelings, when I get in my feels, when my focus becomes my feels, I allow my feelings to dictate God. God, I feel like you left me. I feel like you don't care. God, they got the job. So what? You don't love me, God? got this flat tire. God, you hate me? What is the... I allow my feelings to dictate how I view God. Think of that. My feelings are like this. My feelings are all over the place. I'm happy today. I'm sad tomorrow. I'm joyful today. I'm depressed tomorrow. uh, My feelings begin to become the dictator of how I look at God instead of allowing God to dictate what I feel. God alone wants to dictate what you feel. Our feelings aren't faithful. They will be different every day. God is faithful. He will be the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And when we allow him to dictate our feelings, all of the sudden our situation changes. Because now no longer are we going, God, how would you let this happen? We're going, I don't care what it looks like. I trust God. I don't care how big my problem is. I know that God is bigger. I don't understand what's going on right now, but I trust that God has a purpose for my life. And he knew it was coming long before it ever happened to me. My feelings cannot dictate how I look at God. God must dictate my feelings. Would you bow your heads with me? God, we're so thankful that today, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. You do, God, stay consistent and constant, even when our feelings are all over the place, when our focus can, can shift, God. When we can allow ourselves to lose sight of the things that matter. God, you are faithful and consistent. God, forgive us for the times we've allowed our feelings to dictate. You, our feelings to dictate the way we view you, the thoughts we have about you, our ideas of you, God. We never want to forget that it is you who is constant and unchanging. We want to set our focus on you. We want to set our feelings and emotions on you. We want to bring those things into submission to you, God. Because we know that you are in control. God, there is no one like you. We love you and we're so thankful for you. Now today with every head bowed and every eye closed, there may be some of you here that you go, Christian, that's me. I, I wrestle, conti- I'm not talking you have a bad day. You wrestle continually with fighting your feelings. You wrestle continually with not allowing your feelings to dictate your entire day. How you view people, how you view God, your thoughts. With every head bowed, every eye closed, I want to pray for you because I believe that there's, this is a very real thing that we can get stuck in that God wants to remove from us today. If that's you, every head bowed, every eye closed between me and you, I just want to pray for you. If that's you, and you say, Christian, that's me. I want to break out of my feels today though. Would you just slip your hand up for me? I want to pray for you. Amen. 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 You can put your hands down. God, you see each and every hand that was raised just now. God, you know the pains. You know the hurts. You know the wounds. You know the wrongs. But God, may we never allow those things to dictate our feelings towards you, our focus towards you. God, today, I pray that your peace that passes all understanding would rest upon their heart, minds, bodies, souls, and spirits. That for each and every person here, God, who feels like they're walking through that, that you would remove the lies of the enemy that maybe they've bought into. God, that they would bring their feelings under submission to you, And not allow their feelings to dictate the perspective of you. God, I pray freedom in their hearts and minds right now in Jesus' name. Freedom in their hearts and minds. Freedom in their spirits. Forgetting everything in the past. Pressing forward towards the future that you have for them, God. I pray freedom upon them that when they lay their head on the pillow tonight, they can take a deep breath and know that you are in control. God, bless them and keep them. Watch over them and protect them, I pray. Let your guardian angels surround about them. Let your peace cover them, I pray. Now, you may be here, and and there's another group of people that says, Christian, that sounds awesome. Having, Having a relationship with God like that sounds awesome, but I've never had that relationship. I've never encountered a relationship with God like that. Maybe I've had church or I've had religion, but I've never had a genuine relationship with God where he cares about what I'm feeling. He cares about me. But today, I want to start that Every head bowed, every eye closed. It's between you and Jesus. I just want to pray for you. If that's you and you say, Christian, today I want to start that relationship. Would you just slip your hand up for me so I can pray with you? Amen. 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 You can put your hands down. I want you to repeat this prayer after me. You can say it out loud. You can say it under your breath. You can pray it in your heart. As long as you mean it, this is between you and Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus, today... I realize my need for you. I realize I've been living by my feelings. But I want to live by my focus on you. Jesus, I believe that you're the son of God. I believe that you came from heaven to earth to live a perfect life. And I believe that you rose from the dead. You were sacrificed for my sins. You paid my sin bill so that I wouldn't have to. And I believe when you rose from the dead, you rose to give me freedom and life forever. Today, Jesus, I choose you. I choose to trust in you. I choose to hope in you. I choose to set my focus on you. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. Hey, would you give a hand to those who just made the greatest decision of their lives? Amen. Amen. Hey, I'm so proud of you. If you made that decision, hey, listen, at the bottom of your connection card, there's a little part that says the decision I made today. If you want to check that, you can drop that in the offering bucket, and we want to send you just some next steps to help you get more involved. We believe that God has a family for everyone. That's why we do small groups that are launching today. I'm so excited. Listen, if you've never been in a small group, I know it's scary. I know the thought of going up to someone's house you don't even know and knocking on the door seems weird. Trust me, I've been there. I had a first small group too. And it was the best decision I ever made. I met with a couple this week. They're out of town this weekend. But met with them and they looked at me and they said, listen, we had gone to church for so long. And we liked church. Church was good. We liked the preacher. We liked, Everything was good. But when we got in small groups, something happened. Our marriage changed. Our personal life changed. Something happened when we jumped in and got involved. Hey, I want you to know that's available for everybody. That's available. That same story can be your story. Jump in. Build relationship with people. Find some people who love you and want to cheer you on in this journey called life. Hey, if it is your first Sunday with us, we're so thankful. If you would take your connection card, if it's your first Sunday, and bring it back to the back. We just have a gift for you. We want to connect with you and give you a cool. I'm not even going to tell you what we're going to give you because then everyone's going to go back there. But <laughs> we just want to connect with you. We want you to know that we believe in you and we love you. Hey, none of this happens without you. If you came prepared to worship with your giving today, you can go ahead and prepare that. We've got a couple ways that you can do that. You can give in an offering envelope. You can go to valleyrisechurch.com and click the giving link. Or you can text Valley Rise in the amount to 77296. Um, hey, as they're, as they're taking that up, I'm going to pray over it after. Let me say this. We have next steps happening right in the back after this. That is how you get plugged in here. It's how you get involved. You want to serve on the dream team. You want to be a here singing? You want to show up early and set up and eat McDonald's with us. You want to have anything to do. This is the way. This is the route that it takes place. And it's how God can. Let me tell you this. When they, they always say the two greatest days in a man's life are the day they're born and the day they find out why. When you plug in to purpose, when you plug in to serving, God created each and every one of you to serve in some area. There's some part of you that will remain unfulfilled, some part of me that remained unfulfilled, until I jumped in and began serving in my God-gifted area. And I don't care what you've been told, you got a God-gifted area. You have an area of your life that you do better than anyone else. There's something inside of you that God created you with uniquely that nobody else has, and you can use that gift to better the kingdom you can use that gift to encourage people. You can use that gift to draw people. You can use that gift to bring healing to people. It's why we exist. I met with a couple this week and they said, you know, why did you start Valley Rise Church? And I, I thought, that's a very good question. <laughs> I'll never forget the first time I walked into a church like this. And it was like taking a breath of fresh air. Just like, oh, I'm not judged. People have, nobody's, nobody's checking me out and acting weird around. People are just... They just love Jesus. They just want to love people. They just want to serve a community. They just want to show people that that Jesus isn't weird, church isn't weird. And I remember looking at Alex that day and going, one day we're going to build a place like that. One day we're going to build a home for people to walk into and go, God, it feels like a breath of fresh air. Would you pray with me? Dear God, thank you so much for each and every gift and every giver. God, thank you that we get a chance to sow into your kingdom. That when we give, we're not giving to the church. God, we're giving to you. And God, you are a debtor to no man. You return a hundredfold. I pray that you would bless each and every gift and every giver, God. I pray that you would return it to them more than they can imagine. I pray that you would do unique things even in this, God, where they would go, man, God is too good to me. I pray that you would bless them, keep them, watch over them and protect them. Let your guardian angels surround them as they go about their week got to pray everything they set their hands to seeking first the kingdom of God would thrive and flourish give them favor with you and favor with man God this week bless them and keep them in Jesus precious name amen and amen hey we'll see you back here next week 10 a.m thanks for listening to this week's message we hope you'll stay connected by following us online you can find us on Facebook and Instagram using at Valley Rise Church. We hope you enjoy today's message and we'll see you soon.